lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. I'm Andy Lewis. I'm joined via the phone by Papa T. Saus. What's up, Daddy-O? Hello. Otherwise, Daddy-o. otherwise known as Tim Lewis. And mm-hmm. we're uh, happy you're here listening to us. And we're going to jump right in to this week's t- topic, of course, is the uh, 2022 Australian Grand Prix. And this week we're going to change things up and we're going to go... We're going to start talking about, we're going to go through each driver a little bit and talk about them as we usually do, except this week we're going to go uh, reverse order of qualifying. <laughs> um, it works. It's going to work. You're going to love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so number one, somebody who had a weekend, he would probably like to forget uh, Lance Stroll finishing. Uh, where, where did that crap come from, man? I'm telling you. Uh I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like it was just a a pretty bad result for him. <laughs> you think? Where did he end up? I mean, fin- maybe- I mean, he ended. He he never finished in the points. Um, and he got penalty, and he caused the crash. Right. Oh, of course, yeah. Like bad bongo, like clueless crash. Yeah, uh, so you 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 agree with the stewards in thinking that it was uh, his fault for that collision with Latifi in Q one? Yes, I do. Yeah, I at first when I was watching it, I was I was a little bit distracted watching qualifying, and I just saw an accident involving Latifi, and I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> this guy's not going to have a seat if he keeps this up." Um, but. Um, then in further retrospection, it, it wasn't Latifi's fault. It was completely Lance's fault, just not paying attention, not, not being spatially aware of what's happening on the racetrack and just drifting to the right and taking Latifi out in the process. Well, he was, yeah, you know, I, I was just listening to, um, Billy and Palmer's recap of the race and qualifying and he did a real good job with that about you know following stroll's head and things like that he wasn't really actually looking in the mirrors but he was trying to drive the racing line but just not very fast yeah (laughs) it's like you know latifi gave him the right away and then he sort of like started farting around and then so Latifi said, well, enough of this. And so he went back to which he was totally in his right to do and Stroll just ran into him. Yeah. I mean, in your, in your so eloquently put farting around, I think we've, the, the stewards and, and uh, race directors have, have made comments about said so farting around in there, you know, there's, there's all this, I think this will be a continue to be a a really um, poignant discussion when we talk about tires and tire strategy uh, mm. during this era of Formula One, this new era of Formula One. But it seems that these outlaps or prep laps for tire temps and getting tire temps up to up to temperature are are so important um, 
and we'll get on we'll we'll bring this up more when we talk about um science uh but it's there it, that's what i'm saying is it at the end of it you know they're all trying to they're all trying to manage their tires they're all getting prepared for their hot lap or it's their cool down lap or their whatever and so you have to be aware of what's happening around you and if if you can't be aware then your engineers and stuff need to be to, to be making you aware of it but um i thought it was a completely avoidable crash and and just a, a shame for for the aston martin mechanics who had already you know put so many hours in rebuilding uh stroll's car from a crash that he had in practice well uh, and then didn't uh wasn't there some issues with uh, Sebastian Vettel as well? Oh so yeah, he had to put his well, he just car had, back together. Yeah, he just had a he just had a. I mean, spin. Talk about the suckiest weekend of ever. I guess they called a meeting and and where Stroll and Sebastian apologized to the whole team. Oh yeah, um, that, you're, I heard that too, and but I think it probably related to tire they just weren't in the window and they crashed you know they were they impatient were they um you know what what's the deal there i i I think specifically i think i don't know vettel maybe just be out of sorts a little bit his crash just yeah like that's that is a a typical place like other people have done that exact thing that yeah, and he was out for he, two races. And is recovering race. from COVID, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I still think it was an error that not typically made of somebody who has four world titles. But I think, and then Stroll, I just think it comes from lack of awareness. I, I really think that was a completely avoidable accident. Um, yeah, and apparently there was no radio contact. There was no yeah uh, observer contact saying watch out you know well uh, and, the teacher or, appears to be coming back at you or maybe it's some sort of billionaire kid entitlement and he thinks that he's the only person out there or that he thinks that rules don't apply to him because we saw the way he was driving when he was defending against botas during the race i mean ah, yeah stewards awarded could, that's him. another I mean, story in itself um he was awarded an eight penalty point on his on a super license um uh for weaving down the straight. So for those of you more than one time. More than, so for the rules clearly state for all of our American listeners and other people who who don't know this, um uh you're allowed to make one defensive move uh when you're defending a position into a turn and you cannot make any directional or correctional changes under or during the braking zone for a turn. So what Lance was doing is he would move to the right to to cover off a move from Botas. Then Botas wouldn't make the move, and then he would return to the racing line and then move right again. So that was two defensive moves. And that hasn't always been a rule. I mean, you can look up old videos of of Senna on old laps defending in Monaco. It's, It's pretty remarkable but it's just it's just really dangerous at the speeds that these guys are traveling um to be making late moves or multiple moves um and especially in this era like or most recent era um 
once a move, it, like you're, you're not going to defend them. It's going it, to, the, the overtake's going to happen anyways. And by continuing to like move and move, you're just increasing the risk of a, of a bad collision. So. Right. Aston Martin just didn't have the pace. Yeah. And so why prolong the inevitable? And oh, by the way, let's add a bazillion times more risk to the, to what's going on here. So, Yeah. Just a bad, bad weekend. Yeah, and and he were I uh, uh, uh in in addition to his uh, eight penalty points on his license, he was also awarded a five second penalty during the race, which relegated him, I believe, uh, to, to twelve. To like, does that mean like? But he was also they were seriously struggling with tires. Um, even after he had a was when he was awarded that penalty, I remember he was being he was just holding up a hole. He was causing that whole DRS train holding everybody up and he was like they were all going to get past him anyway. Yeah. So it's just like and he was going to get a 5 seconds. I remember his engineering being like everything you got, man, we got a penalty because of that. And he, I remember hearing a radio saying he was war- they were warned. They warned him about weaving cuz it happened two times. Yes, that's that's correct. So And w- did he get any blue flags or anything during that? No, because it wasn't he wasn't a lapped car. He was defending oh. for position. I mean, you're allowed to yeah. defend for position, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, n- returning to the next driver in again reverse order of qualifying was, of course, inevitably Nicholas Latifi. He was able to post the Q1 time, but um, because of that collision, he uh, he did not compete in the right. rest of qualifying. But not like it really mattered. Uh, for a Williams to not be in qualifying um, because they're <laughs> so slow again. And it's just, it's, I feel, I feel like they had a little bit more pace. I mean, Albon was, was able to, to drag a lot of, uh, a, a lot out of that, of the car. Um, but he also just never stopped. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was second faster. Yeah, in that Q1. I mean, then, we're, we're, uh, we're about to, I mean, no, he, he made it into Q2. That's why we're not talking about him next. Yeah. But, um, I don't have very much more to say about Latifi. Do you, Dan? I mean, he needs to stop crashing yeah. cars and costing a team that's already struggling money. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Then we're obviously, we, we already briefly talked, talked, uh, touched on Sebastian Vettel. Um, because of his uh, crash, he also had a crash in qualifying. That's why, and um, yeah, that crash really affected uh, uh, Carlos Sainz. And then he crashed in the race as well. Mm-hmm. So, to uh, Sebastian Vettel, uh, really not looking like he's enjoying Formula One. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess I was listening That's one to, way to put it. I was listening to Behind the Glass this week, and and they had a whole thing about where Sam thinks that there's a a, a high likelihood that Vettel might not even finish out the year. That's oh what that, that's what that there's some word around the paddock and stuff is that he's just doesn't look like he's into it anymore. Or so I don't know about that. I I don't know why you would walk away unless something like, I feel like if he has a lot more weekends like he had, um, 
this oh, weekend. Can it get worse? Yeah, I it think can't it can't get worse. For and that I mean, team, can it? And and I mean, he brought up some good points. Is that when he, you know, Aston Martin Lawrence talks a big talk about that being a you know a winning a race winning and then championship competing team within the next couple of years, but how uh, how long can you last when you're when you're like this and it actually seems to be going backwards you know it, they they've back when they were the pink you know force india or, or sorry racing point um right they finished yeah. as high as fourth in the constructors um and had multiple podiums um and perez even won you know won a race in you know 2020 right it's like so, yeah it's kind of it really is taking a back seat and aren't they trying to develop their own engine too here i they had they they talked there's rumors or or not rumors lawrence has said he wants to but i don't i think they're i think they're ways away from that um, yeah but that's i mean that just is, is a conversation that just sort of bogs kind of gets in the way of things, doesn't it? I mean, if you're, oh, and by the way, we're developing our own engine. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think there's there's a lot of races left to go, and I, I really hope to see, I'd like to see Aston Martin doing better. I, I, I've i always been a Force India um, racing point fan. I've always liked that that team's mentality of, of punching above their weight class and Definitely, and, I was, yeah. and I was so stoked to see Aston Martin move into the the sponsorship role. I I, I think that I think the Aston Martin brand is cool. I've always liked their cars and I was like, "Oh, that's cool to see that in the sport." And and they have such a cool livery and and it's just I've rooted and I and I actually have really grown to like Vettel. Stroll I could take or leave, I don't know. Yeah. Um but it was, you know, a couple of years ago when Vettel was, you know, sitting on the podiums and really looking great. I was like, oh, man, that's cool to see him back up there. And so it's it has just been kind of a bummer. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll see what yeah. happens. I know they have the resources. They're they're poaching a lot of really high and talented people. Um, so it, it's weird to see that it, it not paying off. And, it, and, and, you know, again, they're a Mercedes customer team. And, and just seeing the... Um, the struggles that these Mercedes these Mercedes customer teams, you know, are having, and it and there there was something that they brought up on the race this week too that it is there's even a, a, a more of a correlation between the teams that have taken the Mercedes transmission in conjunction with um the Mercedes Hi. transmission. Hi. Oh, power unit and transmission. They're significantly worse than teams that just took the engine. They're they're more off the pace than teams that took just the engine and did the other um, transmission and dynamic or aerodynamic work. So um, more more on that as as that breaks. But that's that's definitely curious that there it seems to be something aerodynamically to do with the packaging of the rear of that car. Um, where the transmission sits, because these cars, as you know, are transverse axles. So, uh, yeah, Ooh, that Ooh. sounded awfully engineering. Uh, engineering, right? Big words. Um, moving what on. What happened to my man, Kevo? Uh, yeah, Kevin Magnuson. What happened to both Haas? Um, like this seems. Mm-hmm. 
I I didn't I had heard that it was a a setup thing. Um uh Kevin? No, for both of them cuz Kevin fin- Kevin qualified 17th and Mick qualified 15th. So congratulate that was the first time Mick has outqualified. Yeah, that that Kevin. was nice. Um and I, I don't I I I just I, I remember someone saying something about uh, that it was set up in track track specific. Um, that they they just missed the the setup on the they just they process. just didn't have it dialed in. Um, and it's, I th- I think that that you know as a a team that's been sp- like running in the back and now has a more more pace in the car. Um, I think that you know they they don't have as much um, experience with these track setups and understanding that yet. So um, they they said that they don't believe that they'll be that way um, moving forward. That it was that it was well. Then the track, this track with the two year layoff for Albert Park course um, circuit. There's been a lot of changes to that race course too. Totally, you, can, you definitely you definitely can't rely on prior experience there helping you out if it is. To me, it seemed like it was really different. Yeah, it, there was. I mean, it's definitely faster, and it was an already a fast street circuit. Um, mm-hmm. But and I think I think there was I think it was that turn eleven area where we saw several people getting it wrong. Uh, they narrowed it there, and I think that caught quite a few people out. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to them. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, sure. So Kevin Magson, Alex Albon. Um, this guy? All we need to say is it's Williams. Yeah, right. Still, all the you know. Bad. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Maxson, Alex Albon, Schumacher, we talked about. Joe, again, mm-hmm. Joe, um, Q2, uh, again, the, I think this, this caught, I think it, the Melbourne somehow seems to ca- have caught out, um, teams that were doing better. Specifically, we just talked about, um, Haas, but also, um, Alpha, uh, Alpha Romero, because this was, this was a big bummer to see Joe and Baltos. Um, both being eliminated in Q2. I think mm-hmm. Botas, two, 103 records consecutive races or qualifying um, Q3 yeah. appearances. So that was a That's real right. bummer to see that. That's right. Time, like a record-breaking run um, come to an end, but I guess, you yeah, know. He's the man. He, he has the most Q3, consecutive Q3 appearances of all time came to an end during this qualification. Is that, that's the way I read it. Yeah. Um, wow. What a, what a deal. So I, I'm, what a way to go. Then. I'm just, I'm just now as we're, as you're talking and we're going through this, I'm realizing something here is that, um, Sonoda and Gasly didn't get through to Q3 either. Was there something that happened there for that? Other than and, just not 
making it happen. And what? Why is no one talking about um, how bad AlphaTauri's doing? Why? Are, I mean, we're not talking about. It. I don't have an explanation for it, but I just like what's going on there. Well, there's a pretty big. Let's see who's their sister team. That would be uh, Basley finished ninth. They're that's Red Bull. They have their Red Bull. Yeah, Bowl. Red Bull's Red Bull junior team. That is a huge and Sonoda fifteen. But last year Gasly was always up fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth. It was Gasly always. And now he's barely getting into the points, P nine and Sonoda's in fifteenth. That's right. What's going on there, man? Nothing. Nothing good. Nothing good. Not as good as last year, is what we can say about so, that. I mean, hopefully we'll we'll see a return to form. And I know they've been plagued with, um, I mean, the similar Red Bull powertrain issues that we're seeing this year. But I want to save that when we talk about, um, you know who, coming up. Uh, so moving forward, a real big bummer was Fernando Alonso. Uh, that just sucked. I was, I was stoked. Uh, you know, he had two tenths on, on Leclerc's time before he had that, that hydraulic issue that sent him into the gravel. Yeah. At first, I thought Boy, he just was... lost it, but then on, upon replay, it showed that he was not able to downshift um, in well, time. And his steering, and his, his power steering went out too, I think. Yeah. I guess he took quite a, a knock on the hand because he was still trying to get um, it to downshift, and he didn't. Usually, their dri F1 drivers are trained to release the steering wheel if they're leaving the track because you're, you're less likely to break a finger or sprain a wrist or cause some big you know injury well yeah it could break break your hand That's yeah when they hit the yeah so he took he took quite a wallop on the hand and he said he was still in quite a bit of pain on race day from that uh, yeah you could tell he was shake trying to shake it out for sure yeah. yeah so man but yeah that was that's such a bummer because we've you know we've been hearing a lot of this you know um talk of the L plan and and that you know we heard had heard some scuttlebutt in the beginning of the year that Ocon or that um Alpine had had quite something to offer this um year and this was going to be looked at at least like the chance to uh to actually see some of that come to fruition and and then to just have some uh reliability or mechanical issues which I mean really that's that I think that could be the big talking point of of this of this season and especially this first chunk of the season is how, how much reliability is, is playing a part in positionings of these cars, um, both in qualifying and the race. Um, because Alonzo didn't, uh, he had a DNF during the race as well or no, did he? No, he finished, he, he finished, but he was still, uh, 17. Yeah, I mean, in practice, in practice. So dead last. He came doing in dead great. last. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
which I think they also struggled with tire management. But and I think he got uh, specifically Alonzo got dinged on one of the safety cars, didn't he? Oh gosh, I'd have to recap. I think he did. So I feel really unprepared. Today. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> another another. Um, lackluster performance kind of race day for Alonzo though. And I think, but I really do remember getting practice sessions looked really, really well, prompt. Yeah. And, yeah. and then was before that, that instance, uh, had, a like we said, had a two tenths advantage and he was two, two tenths up in the first two sectors on Leclerc. So I really, yeah, he was smoking. I, I really think he was on, on for, for quite a monumental lap that if didn't put him on the front row, would or didn't put him in P one or on pole, would have put him close to uh would it would have put him on the second row, I think. So I don't yeah. yeah, I think everybody was really that's what they were predicting it would have been, yeah. So yeah, moving on to somebody else who would would I think rather like to forget this weekend, Mr. <laughs> Carlos Sainz. Uh, yeah, he, that was painful. He really, oh man, I was. He really flushed my fantasy team. Didn't same, he? same. I have him as well. Um, but this really, this is an important weekend uh, for for him and Ferrari. I mean, he looked really, really quick in practice, and really looked like this was going to be the first weekend where he wasn't. He what he was happy with his setup of the car um this was going to be the first weekend where he could really put a fight to leclerc uh, i mean i think he's done a really good job staying within the a couple of tents of leclerc at at you know uh bahrain and saudi arabia but he he inev- inevitably said that um they were some of the harder race weekends um for him and that he was at a disadvantage and this was the first weekend where he he felt like he wasn't at a disadvantage, but then just had um, some really unlucky breaks that I think really affected him mentally. And then we kind of just saw, which we we have seen in the past multiple times with drivers, that the mental exhaustion and exertion of this sport, and then you throw just a little bit of of bad luck or or bad news that you know the truly truly great. And I'm not trying to say that science doesn't have the makings or the potential to be a truly great driver. But, you know, you look at Lewis Hamilton where he, he constantly is digging himself out of holes or coming from behind or, you know, he just doesn't give up. His brain just doesn't. Somehow finding a way. Yeah. yeah. And then, but Leclerc, it seemed that like he just kept going, like he had some bad breaks and then that just made him desperate. And then that made him reckless. And then that caused him to be, to be done. Um, but, well, I think that, I think that he did, he was a bit unlucky, but I think the thing that really did him in was, I think he just was too impatient. But that's what I'm saying is I think, I think, okay. So in Q3 on his, he was in the garage refueling or getting the tires or whatever. And then they couldn't get the car to start, which didn't allow for him to have his, his warm-up lap or his bedding in lap where they, you know, get the tires to the temp. Um, well, yeah, get the, get in the window. Yeah. And so that put him, that put him at the back of, that put him at ninth. Um, 
for the race. And then he just knew, you know, he knew how good he was in that car. And so I think he was um, really anxious to get, um, oh, there was something else too. Um, well, during qualification, he was like 47 nanoseconds away from probably qualifying in the top four. But then Alonzo called out, got a got the safety car out like oh, just that's right that's just right. before he finished his uh, his lap uh, his hot lap. Oh, that's and right. Just, it red flagged. You remember that? That's right. And then they couldn't get his car started right. on the second try. But then it's even worse than that. Then they had to change his steering wheel from qualifying right. into the race. And yep, so right. there was some setting. So, okay. So first you have to put yourself in the mental head that you're, you're starting ninth when you probably could have been starting pole or uh, at least in the front row. Certainly. Right. Certainly, certainly in the first two rows at, at the worst. And then you're in the fastest car without a doubt. You know, you're in the fastest right. car at this track. So you're starting right. ninth. So you're like, okay, I'm going to make up. I'm going to watch me. I'm going to jump five cars on the start, you know? <laughs> You, that's what I'm saying. He's really set to go. But he's starting on the hard tires. Well, there's the that. The tires didn't fire up, but then I guess he also, they changed his steering wheel. And that's, so yeah. there was some setting things that didn't work. So he had an abysmal start. Both both yeah. uh, uh, Sonoda and Gasly had to swerve out of the way of creaming into the back of his car. It was that bad of a start. But I guess that was yeah. down, came down to that there was some sort of torque mapping thing that didn't transfer. Well, his the bite point, the clutch bite point was different than what he'd been used to so, on the track, for at least for this circuit. So he went into anti stall and had to you know had to reset the clutch, and it, it was like you said abysmal. It was bad, but again, not his fault. Right, but then you still think, okay, I'm shouldn't I'm, now. Now I got to make up more positions, you know, which made him, I think, go go into that that turn eleven when he really shouldn't have been making a move there, and that's what I'm right. saying is it kind of got him into that panicky head state of I got to make these moves, I got to get going, blah blah blah, and then you're not paying attention. Yeah, but and certainly he must have. Okay, man, I'm in the fastest car in the in the, in the grid. Um, I'm on the hard tires. 58 more it's yeah 58 laps and then next thing you know he's down playing beach time yeah so i mean but that's what i'm saying maybe it just was like it, it it seemed to be just a spiral like it was like yes you you, you had some bad breaks but uh some points, yeah, than motion. No points man yeah yeah, the, yeah definitely well like if he was bound for podium town, you know, oh, at least. Yeah. And Albon can make it 57 laps on or 50 something laps on one set as hard as you could have, you could have really eked that out. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And, it, and it, it's a real bummer because now inevitably Leclerc is, is the de facto lead driver at that team right now. And, you know, oh, well, when, when, with, with, because for those of you who don't know, and we, I mean, this is every team, but Ferrari in, in general have always had 
a lead driver and a backup driver. And they, that's cooled in years because they've been able to recruit such caliber, equal caliber drivers on their teams. But let's be honest, Leclerc's on a longer deal. Um, and now he's he's leading. He has he has seventy one points, and Leclerc has thirty three points. So that's a forty two point deficit now. And I'm saying if they were within touching points of each other and there's a call where, you know, Leclerc is leading, you know, uh, Science is leading Leclerc and then Max is really close behind. And mm -hmm. there's there's an opportunity for them to trans, you know, switch places without costing both of them a position. They're going to do it. They're going to try and give, you know. Yeah, of all the teams, of all the teams, there's definitely there is for sure a number one and number two, and that's the way it is. And Team but, rules supreme. But they they said there hasn't been unless there needs to be. But now there needs to be with a forty point deficit. They're going to try and protect yeah. Leclerc's lead to everybody else before they're going to let you know them race it out. You know, whereas before this race, they they could have they were much closer in the standings. That is correct. And so you have to think that that too was weighing on him, you know, when he was going into that race on Sunday. Yeah, that's just too bad. It really is because I really want sides. I, I really like him. I really like the it guy. Just, it just seems like they're, it seems like the drivers were just out of sorts. I mean, stroll, God, mistake after mistake. Yeah. And I think you need to. You need to Alonso. think that the Vettel, and you gotta, you gotta think that Carlos. I just, I mean, he's an experienced driver. Well, that's what I said. He was Mister Consistency. That's what got yeah. him ahead of Leclerc last season. Was just yeah. knowing that these are the these are the crucial races right now, like doing what Mercedes is doing. They're definitely on the back foot, but they're getting points. And in these in these big title you know big um era changing seasons it you know i think back to when button won his world title is because they were so they cashed in so many points early on that it, it gave them a big enough buffer zone to protect against the, the inevitable development that will happen later on in the season but you get you get you know you look at leclerc or somebody and you get a you get a 50 60 point lead ahead of your your rivals that's really hard to come back. I think only six people have ever come back from a deficit this big before. But it is, again, no. like it is. It, it, first first season of these new eras, we don't know what's in store. And there is a lot of races ahead. But I sure would want to be still cashing as many points as possible. So big bummer. Uh, quickly going to be one of the weekends that science is going to want to forget. And I really hope he can. And we see something really awesome. But, I mean, yeah. they're both going to be expected to do exceedingly well. I wouldn't be surprised we have a Ferrari 1-2 finish. Oh, I'd be, I mean, at at in Italy, can you imagine? Like, at, that, that will be fun. That'll be a party. So, looking forward to. So, moving ahead with a, a very, uh, very decent uh, race and performance was Esteban Ocon. Very nice. Yeah, I, I I didn't see him at all. I didn't see anything from him <laughs> um, through the entire race. Uh, 
but uh, finished P7, some solid points. Uh, what is that? So that means he, um, yeah, started eighth, finished seventh. What more do you want from uh, ostensibly the, you know, sixth or seventh fastest car in the grid? So, yeah, very nice. Uh, next, uh, some more stuff I'd like to, or uh, some, some more, some, we have more news to talk about. Mr. Hometown Boy, his hometown race, uh, Danny Rick qualified seventh. Um, definitely wasn't as fast as Norris. But I think both of them were much faster than the previous two races. Um, but I don't want to get anybody's hopes up and like think that they've really flipped the switch here. They, they're admitting, like Norris was said in the press interview, it's the same car. Nothing's changed. This is just a better track for us. Um, yeah, I just wanted to recap. Actually, Ocon finished P6. In the race? Yeah. No, I haven't missed here in the seventh. Danny Rick finished But that's sixth. it. That's, um, are you looking at qualifying results or are you looking at? No, I'm looking at the driver's championship. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about race. I was talking about race results. Finished seventh. Yeah, but I have Ocon with sixth in the first race, eighth. In the second race, and then it says sixth at Australia. Am I miss? Okay. And he's number, and he's number seventh in the overall standings. Okay, cool. Just behind Verstappen. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that, I w- we're talking about Ricardo. I-, <laughs> I know. Okay. Not bad. Eighth is not bad. Yeah. Eighth is what I have him at for not for DNFing in the first two. Who are you talking about? I'm confused. Danny Rick. Okay. Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo finished seventh. Or no, he qualified seventh, which was great. It was great to see them on pace. But like I said, uh, and he finished sixth in the race. Okay. This is from F1. I'm looking at F1 results right now. Finished sixth. Norris finished fifth. So by far their best results for the season. But again, um, it is not because of any sort of major upgrades that have happened to the car. It's this. It's the same car. This this track just suited the McLaren a lot more. Um, but. They were both very quick to say that this isn't. They, I guess it's just uh, low speed turns. McLaren no likey low speed turns. Um, I really do, but it was really great to see them get some points. Um, and and it was nice to see Ricardo have a decent um finish in front of the home crowd. Yes, definitely. That that was a nice pickup for him. Good guy. Guy, you gotta like him. Um, it was nice that he pulled that through. I guess we jumping ahead. I'm I'm having to look at too many things. This was a bad idea about doing qualifying. Okay, qualifying results number six was George Russell. Um, I, uh, for a while it seemed like he was gonna had a better handle better 
handle on the car, and then Hamilton just put in a, a another tenth up on him. Uh, uh, but a decent performance again from the Mercedes, understanding that they are you know ostensible they're a second off the Ferrari on pace, um, but they seem to have a car that can make it to the end of a Grand Prix, so they're doing far better on points than the Red Bull. <laughs> yes. The, um, um, how they just are hanging. They're just there. They're hanging around. Yeah. And so I was, you might remember my prediction for the year that Lewis is going to come back with a vengeance. I, to, I have to take the championship. Yeah. I think it's still possible. It is. It is still. I mean, it's very much possible. He's. I mean, Russell. He's he's ten points down on Russell, um, and he. I mean, he's. Let's see, fifty. No. He's almost fifty points behind Leclerc right now. That's quite a deficit, but he's ahead of Max. I think that's yeah. that's got to feel pretty good, at least to be ahead of that. God. I mean, not, okay. not uh, out of merit. Hamilton, but... at 28, Hamilton at 28. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Max and 25. Max 25. So. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, the this is the first time, uh, well, not the first time, but um, is this look? Uh, this was uh Russell's first podium at Mercedes. It was. So, congratulations, George Russell, first podium in a in a Mercedes. That is very kind and nice. So, or nice, nice and nice. But it's now, a nice thing. Yeah. So uh, the the we have to now we now inevitably have to talk about Red Bull because it was uh, again not a great weekend for them. Another really big letdown with Max Verstappen getting um, just suffering from a reliability issue and the car just breaking down. Um, mm-hmm. There was a fuel leak apparently in that car, and they said, "Don't worry, it's not the same problem as the last one." And I was like, "Is that better?" uh so it's just another problem is what you're saying it's not the same problem happening again got it that that doesn't seem good i i remember texting you or calling you and saying hmm kind of seems like the universe is trying to balance itself out here um three races in max doesn't finish two of them I like I like where this is going. I don't necessarily like that it's not happening to Max. I mean, whatever. I just know this is pissing Christian Horner off, and again, it makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> uh, Talk about no likey. But it, it's like, okay, wow, yeah, Red Bull can you can make a fast car, um, but for to finish first, first you have to finish as as Murray Walker always used to say. And, uh, but it also, this, it did seem that the Red Bull was really struggling when they were running. There was a couple of times where they both looked really fast. I remember the first overtake that Perez did on Hamilton 
past him on the straights, but not using DRS, just drove around him, which showed the the straight line speed advantage that that car has, um, even without DRS. But then it seemed like Red Bull really did struggle with um, uh, tires here. And it was a resurfaced track, but um, it, it, it really did seem like... Uh, there was a couple of times where where they were Mercedes was able to put back a fight against them, um, uh, and then they inevitably had the reliability issue. But for for uh, for stopping, but Perez Perez was able to hold on to second place, um, again securing uh, him some nice points for that team. But um, yeah. What else do you have to say about that, Daddy-O? Well, I think that it appears overall that Mercedes is, um, they're starting to, I don't know, they're starting to, oh, what am I trying to say? They're, they're, the performance is starting to creep up a bit. I don't, they're, they're I, race think, I think their race pace is better. Yeah, they're, yeah, they uh, instead of saying overall, I should have said their yeah. general race pace appears to be starting to move move up a little bit on the Red Bull. Yeah, and, so. and, but I wonder if that was how much of that was just this track, and then just the the. Um, but I, I really think that, like I said, reliability is going to be a, is obviously playing a huge role in the in the right now the current point standings of this this season um and it it seems to be where ferrari has just absolutely nailed it that not only do they have a scorcher of a car um but they seem to have a pretty bulletproof car except for the the science starting issue but i don't know if that i wouldn't i wouldn't say that that's reliability necessarily um but I, I I like that Perez is doing doing well. That's that's the the greatest. That's the my biggest takeaway. But they have said that um, that would change. That they that he is the number two driver. He's there to help Max win, not there to win championships. But I mean, at some point, if this keeps happening and Max's car keeps um, DNFing and Perez's car keeps making it, at some point they're going to have to prioritize him, right? Well, it makes sense that would be the case, yeah. Like you'd rather have a chance at the title versus no chance at the title just because it's not Verstappen that's doing it. I mean, that would make me so happy if that happened, that this <laughs> – like they inevitably have to switch and then start focusing Perez and Perez ends up winning the world title. That's my new – that's my dream. That would be so amazing is – well, that would be a, definitely a switch-o change-o, but it's the way it's going. It may be, I mean, is Max that hard on the car? I don't know. The tires? I don't know. I don't think they know. That's what I'm saying is if it's not the it's same just, issue, so, okay, it's just another issue. And that doesn't make me feel more confident. But mm -hmm. I don't really, I, it's got to be some. it has to be something with this E10 fuel because, it's not I know it's not called a Honda engine anymore, but it's still the same Honda people working on it. 
it's the same engine. Um, yeah, that's right. And, so it's, and just, it's, it's being monitored. I think the, the Japanese, uh, uh, the Honda engineers, they're doing all the monitoring and all that fancy stuff too. Yeah. So it just has and to be probably, something. I feel like it's just got to be something with the new E10 fuel that they missed mm-hmm. or something. But it's definitely affecting them. They've had a double DNF, and then they've had uh, Max's DNF twice. So, and it's really well, they, hurt, starting to hurt them. You know, there was always a talk about, you know, how Adrian Newey, the aerodynamicist for Red Bull, is so on the edge of creating a slick car that oftentimes he, the error on the side of not getting enough airflow into vital components to keep the electronics cool and keep the engine cool. Um, yeah, but that, this wasn't an overheating issue. This was a fuel leak. No, but now, you know, but... I guess it could have caused the if gas you're, to if go. You're com- if, you're, if your computers aren't at a proper operating temperature, things like, uh, um, you know, they're going to screw up. Sure. They're going to... Good point. They're not going to work right. Um, so there are so many variables, it would seem. But maybe Max is just too pushy on the car. It just in that stead, and you know he breaks. I mean that's definitely true. That I mean that definitely could be the case. But we have to we have to now give Mister Charles Leclerc his due and talk a little bit about just the absolute dominant performance that he put in. Total dominant. Total. Dominant. Just it was there was there wasn't a question. There was one brief little moment where Max put it to him, but he said, "Nope, not gonna happen." And not gonna that. Not gonna that. And uh, <laughs> I mean, his. I don't know if the, I think this is definitely his first Grand Slam in a Ferrari in Formula One. This is, uh, but a Grand Slam for those of you who don't know is pole positioning qualifying. Uh, lead every lap, uh, and then get fastest lap. Um, and he Yo. he did all of that and then some. I loved I love man he and and there was and he was still struggling with porpoising. Uh, uh, there was scenes when he's going down the straight, and I was like, how the heck is he doing this? Um, but I guess he was asked, and he said it's not that that uh, it's it, it looks worse than it is. He says in the car, but I also just get the sense that he's just he's just a racer, man. He just is, if he can, he will, you know. And I agree. Yeah. Um, and it, it just showed it just showed in the end when he's like, "Can we uh, can we go to the fastest lap? Uh, can we go for fastest lap before we catch before I start lapping people?" <laughs> and and the engineer's like negative, negative. You already have it, and we don't think anybody <laughs> could beat it. And and you could just hear it in his voice because he goes, "But okay, okay, but <laughs> okay. Oh, but but you know his his uh his mind is like, yeah, but we can still. I could go faster. Let me go for it. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a great radio exchange, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it, that I think gives that, you an insight into the mind of these guys, doesn't it? That it was just like, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I want to go fast still. Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, so yeah, that that definitely, as we've as we've alluded to when we're talking about other drivers, but uh, comfortably in the lead and comfortably now puts him establish. I would say establish him as the favorite to win the world title, and um, yeah, is just very exciting. I also think that he it, look, yeah. he looks like a a different driver than we've seen in the past, and I hope this confidence and this this stays. Um, and we don't see him return to some of those errors that he's made in the past, but he's seem seemingly has quite a handle on what on that car, and uh, yeah, it. There's no question that uh, I mean, there's gonna ha- there's a lot of catching up as far as constructors go to uh, to start challenging Ferrari. Now it's just, and they appear to have the drivers. Although I think, I think Signs had a mental lap uh, in this race, but he'll he'll regroup. I sure, yeah. I sure think so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's just, and uh, for Ferrari to be like kind of mediocre for a lot of years here. It's nice to see that team coming back and well, and Leclerc because he was so good enough too, um, and he's he's and I feel like he's waited for this 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 moment and now he is just he's pouncing on it exactly um, and he's now he's he's starting to do he's starting to show signs as a young Lewis Hamilton <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah I think as much as I as much as I don't think Hamilton the seven championships are going to be broken anytime soon it's it's starting to play out a little differently well I think there's there might be multiple contenders for that like we might just be living in a different time you know but I mean uh, honestly Max has got got to be the favorite for that right now because he has one he's already has the world title um his first one yeah because they have the world title car we'll see We'll see. I mean, it may, who, I, I don't think the Red Bull's that. I think the Red Bull um, isn't that far off um, the Mercedes or the Ferrari. It's just that it's way off in in, in terms of reliability. But I I really expect a, a quite a dominant performance uh, in uh, on the twenty second to twenty fourth of April when we go back to no. Imola in mm-hmm. the, in the heart. In uh, the one of two Italian Grand Prix that we have on the calendar, but it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Ferrari. If I I'm gonna try and get I don't know if I any of my grid rival drivers are up, but I'm, I'm I should have I wish I would have picked Leclerc. <laughs> I just liked Science more. I wanted Science to do better, so I picked him, but seemingly the wrong choice. Right well, now. interestingly enough, I happen to have them both. Wow. But my problem is, is I forgot to put my lineup in. Yeah, don't forget to uh, put so, your lineup uh, in, guys. I kind of kind of screwed my boots. And then after Italy, after Imola, we have the one of two um, United States Grand Prix, our first trip to Miami. So we have a lot to look forward to. There's so much more Formula One to come. Um, and keep checking back here for more um F1 content. Definitely. All right. 
Thanks, it's Dad. It's going to get groovier and groovier. Groovy gravy. Gravy. All right. Dad, thanks. Love you. Love you too, bud. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks, everybody. It's awesome.